Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, this is the drive at 5.30 minutes of non-stop talk with Rich Zioli. Well, the media is already freaking out that Trump won't leave office as Vivek Ramaswamy endorses Trump and the Veep stakes speculation is going crazy on the eve of the Iowa primary. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. I've gotten some... Interesting thoughts on social media about who Trump's running mate could be. Obviously, first he has to get the nomination, which I think he will. Uh, and I think he'll win New Hampshire next week. But Nikki Haley will do well in New Hampshire. Not because of Republicans, but because of Democrats. <laughs> it's an open primary. And the establishment wants her there. She'll do well in New Hampshire. And uh, this is why I think DeSantis needs to get out and back Trump sooner rather than later before he winds up just destroying his political future. You know, a couple of other names that have been tossed around as potential running mates for Trump. Tim Scott from South Carolina. Um, Glenn Youngkin, governor of Virginia, who's an interesting choice. Glenn Youngkin is term limited in the sense that he can't run for reelection as governor. He can wait and run again, but he can't run for a consecutive term. But he could run again. Now, Virginia is an important state to win. And Virginia is kooky because in the North, it's all the blue wackos in the swamp, you know, and then and re- the rest of Virginia's red. But Virginia has been kind of a, a kind of a coin toss. And Yunkin is very well liked. I mean, he won election there. He did a great job. And he's managed to, I think, stay under the radar in this cycle in a smart way. You know, there were there was talk of him jumping in the race. He just kind of dodged all that. He hasn't been an outspoken advocate of Trump. He hasn't really taken shots at him. He's just kind of done his thing. He's just sort of, you know, stayed stayed out there. Um, geographically, I think that that is an asset. I guess you got to think about a lot of different factors, right? And one of those things is, does the person help you win a state? Does, does the governor of Virginia help you win Virginia? It's a good question to ask, you know? Um, I've heard at least the phonics name yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know if anyone outside of us really knows who Elise Stefanik is. I don't really know if she brings a lot to the table. I've heard the uh, question of Christy Nome and the alleged rumors about her extramarital activities with Corey Lewandowski, which was a big expose in uh, various journals. I again, I don't think people care. I don't, I don't think they really care about that stuff anymore. I mean, Trump's been married three times, and he still wins evangelical voters. So. I don't know. I don't I don't think people really care. But um, and maybe, you know, people in the suburbs care a little bit. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I just maybe, maybe not. I don't know if it's true or not. I have no idea of knowing if it's true. They've both denied it and the stories are there and those stories would persist in the general election. But it is 2024. I, I don't know. You know, I don't really know how many people care. Um, but, you know, an argument would be made that well, you're going to win South Dakota regardless. So what does it matter? And why does putting her on the ticket help. It doesn't help from a geographical perspective. I think it helps in other ways. Uh, Tulsi's got some military experience, which certainly is an asset for her. No question about it. And she is um, from Hawaii. 
but you're not going to win Hawaii regardless. So you don't have to worry about that. The, the geographical thing doesn't help you there. Uh, Tim Scott has a lot to offer, obviously, but he and Trump are not eye to eye in a lot of things foreign policy wise. So that may be a positive, actually, you know, for some people who may be looking for somebody who's more of a, um, you know, mainstream Republican in that sense when it comes to American foreign policy, kind of offset Trump's a little bit. It's certainly something that they might be considering in the back room there. I don't know. I mean, obviously, nobody knows but Trump. And that's the thing. Anybody who pretends that they know doesn't, because I'm telling you this for a fact. And I got a, a tweet from somebody about um, <clears throat> another radio host claiming to know. and. I'm just going to tell you this from personal knowledge of 2016. That the decision to pick Mike Pence as vice president was literally made at the last second. And it was done. And Trump almost changed his mind. And it was very, very close. And it took convincing from people to pick him. And it was a last minute thing. And it was not what you'd imagine. And it, it, it this truly is going to be trump's decision that's how he works he'll take he'll listen to a lot of people and he might walk out of a room going that's a great idea and then walk into another room and change his mind five minutes later because it's how he operates he likes to examine lots of different scenarios but i'm telling you right now anybody who's claiming to know or anybody who goes on tv or radio and says that they know is trying to look good and trying to pretend like they have inside information that they don't because at this point, the only person who knows is Trump. That's true. I mean, it's just the way it is. It's the way, I mean, it's, it's uh, the, the circumstances around how he got Pence and, and the whole issue with the plane and the whole issue of the, of the plane being purposely delayed so that, that all of that was kind of a fluke. And yet it wasn't, but it almost didn't happen. And Trump almost changed his mind at the last possible second. And he wasn't even sold on at the beginning. So anyway, it's fun to speculate, though. I will tell you that it is fun. I enjoy speculating. It's like it's like speculating on who the next Eagles coach is going to be, because the real question is, who is the next Eagles coach going to be? I, I we probably have a better sense of that than we do of who Trump's running mate's going to be. Right. Because we know that it's probably not going to be Nick Sirianni next season. Uh, yeah, probably not. I don't think, I don't, you know, I feel bad for him too. I, I do from what too. I've heard, he's a great guy. I know people, in the, I'm not going to mention the town he lives in in South Jersey, but I know people that know, um, him and, and he plays with the kids at the park and stuff. And he's just like a really down to earth, good guy. People love him. But Jeffrey Lurie does not seem like a very patient man. The owner uh, of the Eagles. No, patience wasn't plastered on his face. No. They, uh, cut to him Oof. in his, uh, that was brutal life. last night. Yeah, no. Uh, I'll throw, I'll throw a name out there for, uh, for coach ready for this. Here we go. Um, hang on a second. I think I got to make sure I get the right one here. Uh, Jason Kelsey. You know what? I was throwing that around last night. Seriously? I I was. That's the one who's not dating Taylor Swift. That's the, that's the Eagle Jason Kelsey. Kelsey. That's our Kelsey. Greatest Eagle of all time. Some are saying, I, I would say that too. Um, I don't think it would happen, at least not now, because it seems like he's, you know, he kind of wants to get away from it for a bit, spend more time with family. Um, but on paper, yeah, that it makes perfect sense. Right? I mean, the city would love it. He, oh, the city would be fully behind him. He's a leader of men. Uh, you know, he gets good coordinators around him. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, because, I mean, to the point that we've that you've made on the show many times, Henry, in the past, is that... A lot of this comes down to your offensive coordinator is your defensive coordinator. Yes. I mean, the coach has a huge role to play, obviously. But, yeah. you know, the, the plays are called on the field at those moments by the offensive coordinators and the defensive coordinators. And, you and, know. Yeah, and, and that's what's been Nick Sirianni's ultimate downfall is that he did not address that in the offseason. You know, obviously you lost both your offensive and defensive coordinators. And you said, okay, well, we'll run the same systems and uh, we'll do it with these guys who have never called plays before. And, uh, you know, you coasted by for the first 11 weeks. Then someone punches you in the face and says to everyone else in the world, hey, we just punched the Eagles in the face. This is how we did it. And then everyone goes, all right, well, if that's how they did it, then we'll do it like that too. And the Eagles kept getting punched in the face, and Nick Sirianni keeps getting punched in the face. Mm -hmm. But he he never puts his hands up. It never even occurs to him. And 
unfortunately, that's that's probably how he's going to go out, just getting punched in the face over and over and over and over again. <laughs> graphic description. I, that's what's happened. I'm gonna tell never you, put I, their hands up. I'll tell you another reason why it would be perfect if it was Jason Kelsey. Ready? This is going to sound crazy. But would you agree that John Madden is one of the all-time greatest coaches? Yeah. Would you agree that Mike Ditka is one of the all-time greatest coaches? Sure. Both of those guys were Eagles. Now, Madden did not really play for the Eagles because he got hurt, but he was signed by the Eagles, so I still count him as an Eagle. Fair enough. Dicka played for the Eagles. Kelsey played for the Eagles. So I'm saying, like, they're, you know what I'm saying? Why not? He could be I, – I could see Kelsey being one of the all-time great NFL coaches because you got to have personality. you got to have personality on the sidelines. Well, I feel like the all-time greats have a certain gravity yes. to them. And he, he absolutely does He have. has that. But I don't think it's in his heart right now to be a coach. That's no. That's what like coach is just as demanding his job as a player. And right now, as both, I mean, Travis probably has a couple more years in the NFL because he's a little bit younger. But um, Jason's probably going to hop on the mic, you know, once a week with like the Thursday night football crew or something, mm-hmm. or Monday night football, whatever it might be. He'll hop on the mic for once a week. That'll be his, you know his job for the time being until he feels like he wants to make a change either into coaching or something like that. But I, yeah, I would. Kelsey will be I, the next Dick Vermeil. He could. File, fire up the city at a time when the city needs it. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. I don't, yeah, I don't I don't see it being this uh, cycle, this coaching cycle. But, I mean, the way it's gone, it's been an Eagles coach every three, four years since Andy Reid left. So, yeah. you know, maybe next time around. You know, after the next guy flames out in spectacular fashion. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how it's been. Doug flamed out. Chip, Chip Kelly What about Doug out. Burgum as Eagles coach? <laughs> do they make? Why are we discounting him? Do they make <laughs> Do they make a lot of plaid and Eagles colors? And <laughs> I mean, he's got lot, the hair to be a coach. A lot coach. of Carhartt vests with the Eagles logos <laughs> on them. Do, they, do we have those enough in stock for him? Uh, that's always fun. I like speculating on things like this too, because you you know you can't be wrong because nobody's ever right. So yeah, oh, well, the thing with the Eagles too, and then the coaching. I mean, it, again, I kind of want Nick to stay. That's me. Yeah. Um, because I do think it, unless unless he's lost the locker room, and if, if the players don't believe in him, then you, yeah, you got it. There's really no saving it. But I'd like to believe that he still has something in there. He's still like a leader to them. But uh, Jeffrey Lurry never hires the big names. Would he hire Tulsi Gabbard? <laughs> I, I don't know. There, there, there was a funny situation a couple of years back where Condoleezza Rice almost became the coach of the Browns. No, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... She would have had them invade Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> as long as they had a good game plan for it, I'm sure they could pull it off. Condoleezza Rice would have had them invade another city. Like, literally go in and invade yeah. them. <laughs> uh, yeah, Paul Bartolo says, I'd rather you suggest Tulsi Gabbard as the New Eagles coach than as a VP candidate. Uh, just to be clear, I have not suggested Tulsi as a VP candidate. I have just said, I'm trying to look at the pros and cons of the names that are out there. That's all I'm, I'm, I'm doing. I'm, I'm not suggesting anything. And, you yeah. know, I mean, maybe uh, you could uh, kind of compare these two, but like Jeff Lurie, he never hires a coach that has a big name. Do you think Donald Trump would do the same and just pick someone who, like you don't know of? comes out of nowhere could yeah why not because that's that's how nick sirianni doug peterson was we were like who are these guys what what did you just get somebody nobody's ever heard of before yeah and then it turns out it's like oh this guy's a gem maybe you just get some guy who's like a steel worker out of pittsburgh you know like as bob you know what i mean yeah. And there was like, yeah, I like Bob. You know, I mean, why not? Good guy. I have the Vegas odds on vice presidential picks for Trump if you want them. I do want him, please. All right, Go so ahead. the favorite is Christy Nome. She's plus 390. Uh-huh. Next is Elise Stefanik. I don't know if I agree with that. Third is Ben Carson. Uh, nope. No then chance. we've got Vivek Ramaswamy. Nope. No chance. Nikki Haley. Nope. Your friend, Tudor Dixon. Oh. Plus 1,400. Um, Tucker Carlson, who's already said he wouldn't accept it. Sarah Huckabee Sanders at plus 2,300. I think that's a pretty good bet. Um, then Tim Scott and mm. Tulsi Gabbard is last on the list. No. Sarah Huckabee Sanders has a lot to bring to the table. Young, she's the mom, well-spoken. No Sarah Palin on that list? No, <laughs> no Sarah Palin no, on no that Sarah list, Palin. no. I'm surprised uh, J.D. Vance wasn't on there. I mean, he'll yeah, win Ohio Yeah, it's not a bad idea, no too. What, Ohio, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, he'll win Ohio no matter what, but I don't know. James, James you think Vance, Trump wins Ohio no matter what? I think so, yeah. Really? That's a bold statement a, right there. It seems like a pretty red state now. Yeah. 
Like Ohio and Florida seem to have gotten redder, whereas Pennsylvania, uh, you know that. Why doesn't he pick post-stroke John Fetter person? <laughs> Why doesn't he pick John Fetterman's body double? Since this guy says he's saying all the right things, apparently. There's the idea. Fetterman. There's the idea. The the no name. Yeah, there you go. John Fetter person's body double. Uh, Jason Kelsey tells the Eagles he'll be retiring after the playoffs loss. We were talking about that last night watching the game, me, Bridget, and Patrick, and. Um, it's kind of sad. I mean, to see his face last night, Kelsey, knowing that this was it. My favorite yeah. was when the Eagles won the Super Bowl in, was it 2019? 2017. 2017. And we had the parade, and he dressed up as a mummer. Yeah. And gave his speech. All-time speech. Great. As a mummer. Like, as a mummer. I mean, that's what I mean. That You can't get more Philadelphia than Jason Kelsey. Absolutely. No, and you he... can't get more of a D-bag than Travis, <laughs> in my opinion. Thank God he is I can't here. stand him. I, every time I see a commercial with him, I have to turn it off. I really don't like him. It's every commercial break now, uh, for an NFL game at least. He's His face is featured prominently. And somebody, w- I, you know, Yad was telling me this, that there was this article in, I don't know where, New York Magazine or something about how he hired this big PR firm to basically craft his image. And the two could not be more apart, right? There's Travis is all, you know, he's got to get his fitted suits and everything with Taylor Swift. And then Jason, who could not be more Philly. You know what I mean? The, the, the two of them could not be world, more worlds apart if you tried. And that's why people love Jason Kelsey and hate his brother. <laughs> yeah, I, I know the article you're referencing. It was from the New York Times. It starts with Travis Kelsey complaining um, that he'll never be as famous as Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It was a reaction to a, uh, a billboard he saw with The Rock, and his PR team, his manager, said that isn't necessarily the case. I don't think he's as famous as The Rock, but he is Well, he might of because of his girlfriend. They're supposed to be getting engaged. Well, then he might because of his future... What? Um, ex-wife. I'm just saying that I... What a stupid news headline that was, by the way. What? That, that they're, like, planning to get engaged yeah, They're in like planning August. to get engaged. They, they don't, don't want to get engaged what a, just What yet. a dumb clickbait headline. What a... That was because so it, stupid. Because it shows you how these people are all... It's all for clicks. It's all for clicks and show and PR and it's not real and everything else. You know what I mean? I... Preach the choir. I yeah. feel like I warn you both every single week and you don't listen to me. You're going to get on the wrong side of the Swifties. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. I got the Bergen Bros in my corner. I'm fine. Uh, Fisher Pine says Winsome Sears for VP. That's a good pick. I like her. I love. I actually, I love her. I don't think she can be vice president. Oh, she was not born in America. Yeah. Right. That's right. Well, who cares? The Constitution doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> who the hell cares? Right. She where was, was she born? Though. She was born in... Um, I don't remember, but... Yeah, shoot. I can't remember now. You Google it. I, you're right. She she would not qualify under the auspices of Looks the... Like Jamaica. Jamaica. Which, don't we own that? No? No. I don't think so. We don't own Jamaica? No. We should buy it. <laughs> so she can be president? If we buy it, can she be president? That'd be kind of cool. Uh, I thought Jamaica was like a protectorate or something. No, it's his own country? I don't think so. It was It was under British rule for a was while. Was it British? I think. And then, I've never been there. I don't know. I think they got emancipated sometime in the 20th What about century. Guam? Do we own Guam? Is that underwater? Is that flipped? Is that capsized yet? I heard from Hank Johnson that, yeah, that that capsized. Too we many bought Guam and that was a bad investment because we bought it for the, for the waterfront property and then it capsized <laughs> because of climate change. It was one of the worst decisions we made since the Louisiana Purchase. Hank Johnson warned us. See, Matt DeSantis, what you missed on the show is that yesterday I went on a whole um, thing about mayonnaise, and uh, I was able to compare uh, mayonnaise to Thomas Jefferson. I was able to, I was able to incorporate the founding fathers into <laughs> that's not, mayonnaise. That's not real, is but, it? 100%. By the way, Rich, I- uh, Right? Henry, I, did yeah, I not? No, I was, I was going to say, I won the mayonnaise bet. What was the mayonnaise bet again? The mayonnaise pie bet. Ew, oh, you get not. to put a pie in Matt DeSantis' face. Correct. Yeah, Wait, that's right. What? Yes, I'm not even here to agree to that. Well, uh, yeah, that's yeah. Well, that's how it works. The bills covered the spread. That's all right. I'll I'll play this. I'll play this little fantasy game out. Who does Nikki Haley pick as her VP if she if she becomes a nominee? Oh, that's tough. Dick Cheney. <laughs> they seem to have a lot in common. Liz Cheney, maybe. Oof. Um. Who is Nikki selecting as her VP? I have a friend. I'm not going to mention his name. He is convinced that Nikki Haley is going to be the nominee. And I've told him a million times that he's freaking crazy. But it doesn't matter. It's fun. It's a fun little game. Who should she select as her VP? I don't know. Who, who, uh, 
Who loves Ukraine more than she does? What about Zelensky? Can he be VP? Can he be her running mate? Was he born in America? I don't think so. Do we so. own Ukraine? I think we've oh, I think we bought you. Technically speaking, we probably own Ukraine by now with how much money we've given them, right? It's got to be close. I think that um, Jason Kelsey should be the Eagles coach, and I think Jason Kelsey should be Trump's running mate. <laughs> I think he can do two things at once. Oh, just like Travis. In those you know, by the way, actually, that's not a bad idea. What if Trump picks Jason Kelsey as his running mate? You, you probably would win Pennsylvania. Oh, a lock. Yeah. I, it might be a lock. This may be a game changer here. Get some impassioned speeches from oh, Kelsey, too. I mean, working man, you can't get more real than that, right? He doesn't have the annoying girlfriend, the, the, the annoying future fiance, whatever the hell that means. We're we're engaged. We're engaged to get engaged is basically what the uh, the other Kelsey and Taylor and Taylor Swifter they're engaged to get engaged. What does that even mean? <laughs> Jason Kelsey for VP. I like this. Pennsylvania's a lock. You don't have to campaign here. Trump picks Kelsey. Trump Kelsey twenty twenty four. You don't even have to campaign in Pennsylvania. It's yours. Uh. Greg Stocker said, dude, you, you are too kind. Oh, he's talking about something else. I thought he was talking about me and my praise for Jason Kelsey. Uh, Tudor Dixon would be a great choice, too. I love, I do love Tudor Dixon. She's fantastic. But Michigan, she couldn't win Michigan statewide. She came close, and they cheated, of course. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to see her run for Senate in Michigan. You know what I mean? Let's see. Um, I want to share the text I just got. I won't, I won't share from who. People at work think Kelsey will do PM drive at WIP. <laughs> I mean, that's not going to happen. I yeah, I think I think he could. Uh, that's not I mean, going to happen. Get, he this can get on TV. That. That's the only thing. I'll give up this. I'll give up my show for Jason Kelsey though. If he wants to do this, I'd give it up for him. That's how much I, I admire the man. I respect to you, Rich. Respect. Let's get him in here. Let's get him in the studio. Can we get the Jason in? You think he'll do the show? Oh, that'll be easy, sure. If I told him that I will reach out to Trump personally and put in a good word for him to be Trump's what? running mate, do you think he'd come in the studio? You couldn't get Miss America on. And by the way, you, know, you had one job. No, you had one job, one one freaking job, Matt, the Sanctus Traitorous. That was to get Miss Colorado on the show before she became Miss America, because I told you she would, and she is now, and now she won't return our calls. You had one job what i tried i i messaged her prior to her victory uh, i went through the harvard directory to see if i could find contact information there she didn't have an email address listed so i had to go uh through the website with everybody else and i, I never got a response but i, I followed up today i'm sure everyone, oh, yeah, everyone yes. on the planet is trying to get right. her for an interview yeah, now no, no. see, so see the, may have closed. the goal is to be an early adapter to get her before she becomes miss america it's like why you want to endorse somebody before they win the New Hampshire primary, like Chris Christie should have done before he trashed Nikki Haley on a hot mic. You want to do these things before they wind up uh, doing well. You know what I mean? Not that she's going to win New Hampshire. I think she's coming close second. But that's what, you know, that's the way you got to do it. You want to be a kingmaker. Now she's Miss America. What does she need me for? I could have taken credit for that. I could have said she's only Miss America because of me. Just like how I've said the only reason why Trump won Iowa is because of Doug Burgum. Doug Burgum right now has got major bragging rights. Trump was going to lose Iowa until Doug Burgum endorsed him, and he won in a landslide. The Burgum bros, all 12 of them, carried Trump to victory in <laughs> Iowa last night. Burgum has the Midas touch. So, you know, there you go. Uh, here's a clip that is being taken wildly out of context. And Donald Trump talking about Iowa remaining as the first in the nation caucus. So here's what happens. Here's how this works, right? Uh, <clears throat> Joe Biden decided that he was going to screw over New Hampshire and make South Carolina the first primary for Democrats. He did that as a gift to James Clyburn, Congressman Clyburn, who uh, was the first to back Joe Biden in 2020. And as a gift to Clyburn, who's from South Carolina, Biden turned around and said, I, I, because when you're president, you are the you're the head of the party. You're the boss of the political party of which you are president of. So he's the head of the Democrats. And he said to them, I want I want South Carolina to be the first in the nation primary for our party. Screwed over New Hampshire. That's why you have so many Democrats now who don't have a primary in New Hampshire. Biden didn't even bother to file, uh, which is why they're voting for Nikki Haley. This is why they're now like that random, totally random Democrat voter we played who's just showing up to vote for Nikki Haley. Anyway, uh, Trump said if he is elected again, he will ensure that Iowa remains the first in the nation caucus state. 
New Hampshire will remain the first in the nation primary state. It's very important to these states. You have to realize a lot goes into this. It's not it, it's not a small thing. It really isn't. Uh, their businesses depend on this stuff. I mean, it's a big deal. You go to Iowa in this time of year and and try to get a table at the shed, as it's called, the machine shed, a great restaurant. That you can't can't do it. Same New Hampshire, the first in the nation primary, it's their thing. So Trump last night after he won Iowa said, I'll make sure that Iowa remains first in the nation. And of course, it's being taken wildly out of context. Take a listen. But nobody had to call me because I made the commitment and we kept you first in the nation. As long as I have anything to say about it and that we have a good chance of saying for four years, we'll have a lot to say about it. Four years and beyond. Four years and beyond. All right. Now, what he means by that is that he'll have a lot to say about it because former presidents have a lot to say about things. And and uh, presumably he would put in as chairman of the Republican Party, somebody who would commit to Iowa staying as the first in the nation caucus. And that person would then live probably beyond Trump's term, assuming that the next president's a Democrat or the next president is, a, is another Republican. Um, he would probably have some influence on that. Like, let's say he picks, let's say he picks Sarah Huckabee Sanders and she winds up winning the nomination and becomes president in 2028. Well, you know, presumably then she would also keep Iowa first in the nation. That's what he meant. Of course, the New York Times turns around and says Trump is planning to to run for another term. So first it was that he was not going to leave the White House. Now it's that he's going to defy the 22nd Amendment and run for a third term. So let's let's understand that the, the 22nd Amendment bars presidents from serving more than two terms. And it doesn't give a. Unlike Virginia, where it says you can take a break and come back, it's pretty explicit in the Constitution that it's two terms. That was done on purpose because Franklin Delano Roosevelt, like a typical leftist, literally died in the White House. He ran for four terms, and historians will argue that was because of World War II, and, you know, it's because Democrats don't give up. The the one, it's funny, they, they keep saying Trump would never leave the White House. The hero of the left, the progressive hero of the left, FDR, literally died in his fourth term as president. So they passed the 22nd Amendment, which dealt with that, and they put term limits on the presidency, and they also put on some parameters. Like, in other words, if the vice president of the United States becomes president, how would you determine whether or not that term would count? So they put it as two years. So if you serve two years as president, after your elevation as vice president, that would count as a term, and then you could have another term after that. That's how they decided to do it in the 22nd Amendment. Now, the idea would be, would Trump challenge that in court? and decide that he wants to be able to run again. It, it, I mean, sure, you could. They talked about Bill Clinton doing that in the year 2000, or they talked about Obama doing that in 2008. But here's the thing. The problem with that is that there's always somebody next in line who wants the job. And there's always somebody next in line who's going to want that person to leave and so that they can get the job because people, in, in, they, want, they, want, they want the job. And so what's going to happen is, as soon, let's assume Trump wins for a second. By 2026, everybody's going to be talking about who's running for president. And they're not going to be turning around and being deferential to Trump because of the 22nd Amendment. And that's just the reality of how that's going to go. And yes, of course, I know. Even though he left the White House last time, this time around, though, he would, he would not leave. This, this, <laughs> this time around, he would really not leave. The last time he did it just for fun, but this time he won't leave. Now you now, now can't leave. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. So now that I was in the rearview mirror, we move on to New Hampshire, where Trump and Nikki Haley are locked in a fight. What does Governor Ron DeSantis do? And will the Supreme Court overturn Chevron? And what did Corrine Jean-Pierre say today? That is absolutely stupid. She's falsely claiming that Biden is bringing the country together. Yes, I'll share that with you as well as we continue along the show. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Listen, I want to tell you about Cooper University Healthcare because when it comes to your family's health, you got to trust Cooper just like the Zioli family trusts Cooper. Whether it is the MD Anderson Cancer Center at Cooper where they are changing the game and saving lives or the Cooper Neurological Institute where they are doing life-changing work on stroke, dementia, Alzheimer's, Cooper University Healthcare is more than 75 specialties for you and your family. And you can get an appointment today by reaching out to them by going to cooperhealth.org or calling 1-800-8-COOPER. There's also a Cooper Urgent Care near you as well. Cooper Urgent Care is great because they are staffed by the very same providers 
you would see if you had to go to the Cooper Emergency Department, which is a level one trauma center. So you're going to see the absolute best. No low energy, you know, urgent care doctors who couldn't make it someplace else. You know, these are the best of the best. The people that see it all at the region's number one level one trauma center. They're the same people you'll see at a Cooper Urgent Care for all of life's everyday urgent care needs. And also, too, with more than 75 specialties and a location near you, it's very easy to get an appointment. In fact, there's a beautiful new facility they just opened at the Morristown Mall. So get an appointment today by going to cooperhealth.org. Cooper is committed, compassionate, complete. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. You know, the the WEF is going on today, the World Economic Forum. Uh, WEF 2024. Uh, At the WEF 2024, the Center for Democracy and Technology, uh, that's what's going on right now. I'll, uh, we'll we'll talk about some of this tomorrow, but basically some headlines here. The Center for Democracy and Technologies at Alex Reeve Givens decries the bizarre environment in America where Republicans are trying to stop the Biden administration from censoring non-government content. There is currently an injunction in place stopping the Biden administration from communicating with social media platforms about interference threats on the topic of elections. Oh, you wef, wacky World Economic Forum types. Uh, big story of the show today, of course, though, is the analysis of Iowa as we preview New Hampshire, brought to you by our buddy, Dr. Mike Venaria. VenariaDental.com for that beautiful smile you deserve. V-A-N-A-R-I-A, VenariaDental.com. Here is uh, Illinois Governor and and J.D. Pritzker trying so hard to be good. Not fat shame him. Really not an attractive looking guy. Uh, saying the quiet part out loud about MAGA. Take a listen. This campaign is ready, willing, and able to take on any of those MAGA Republican candidates and beat them. No matter which version of the Trump MAGA agenda wins tonight, original, heels, or boots, the platform they are fighting for Ooh. will cause irreparable harm to this country. Now, the heels, I assume he's talking about Ron DeSantis's boots. Uh, 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. So the um, other thing, too, is that they want more money for Ukraine. Now, again, I, you know, if you are somebody who wants to see Ukraine get more money, Nikki Haley's your girl. All right. J.D. Pritzker doesn't get in trouble for making a comment about it her wearing heels you know not all women wear heels sometimes they wear flats too jd pritzker sometimes men wear heels maybe he was maybe he was making a shot at the santas who the hell knows but anyway uh here's secretary anthony blinken if we don't get another 50 billion dollars for ukraine cut number 12 of ukraine you spent some time with president Zelensky right here in davos just this morning Mm. what are you talking about uh oh skiing no uh we uh of course are focused on the uh, ongoing Russian aggression right. against Ukraine. 
And even as we speak, the Russians continue to launch missiles at uh, Ukrainian infrastructure, at civilians, uh, at apartment buildings. Um, so we talked about two things. We're focused on um, making sure that Ukraine has what it needs to get strongly through this, this next year, Does 2024. It? Does it have enough? So we need to do two things. Uh, we need to make sure that with Congress, right. we get the supplemental funding that President Biden's asked for. We're working very hard on that. I believe strongly that there is bipartisan support right. in both houses. We what just need to have that. What happens if it doesn't happen? Look, there's no magic pot of money. If we don't get that money, it's a real problem. It's a real problem for, uh, for Ukraine. I think it's a problem for us uh, and our leadership around the world. But here's the thing. Of that money uh, that we're asking for, uh, $50 billion gets spent right back in the United States on uh, the, that, that, that money to right. procure items for Ukraine's defense. It's made in America. <laughs> These are American jobs. Right now, we have our allies and partners around the world who are actually providing the majority of the support to, to Ukraine. Right. We have more burden sharing when it comes to Ukraine than in any other instance I can remember in the 30 years right. that I've been doing this. So this is a common endeavor. And right now, Russia continues to suffer a strategic failure in Ukraine. We have a strong interest in making sure that persists. And if we let Putin get away with this, um, if we drop our guard and everything we're doing for Ukraine, um, then you open a Pandora's box and he will not stop with Ukraine and others. Other would be aggressive. There we go. You see, again, thank, thank you. All right. That, thank you. You see, it's, it's, he goes, he marches right into Poland and takes it over again. I keep coming back to this point. You know, the French are acutely aware of what happened in World War Two because, uh, you know, when the Nazis invaded France, they surrendered in like eight seconds. And then the Nazis ruled France for several years. I mean, it was, you know, until the Allies liberated France. Why is it then you would think they would, of all people, would 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 be worried about Putin then marching through Europe in the style of Adolf Hitler. Yet they keep buying his natural gas in record amounts. I just can't figure that part out. Anyway, uh, when J.D. Pritzker said that part about MAGA, whether it's heels or boots, you know, it really shows you the Democrats playbook. Even if Nikki Haley is the nominee and she will be the pro-Ukraine nominee. And the establishment will be very, very happy. Uh, the the power brokers at Davos and the WEF will be very, very happy. And maybe they'll even be okay with Nikki Haley over Joe Biden, if that's the case. It's possible. I mean, I've told you before, I think that it, as long as they stop Trump, that's their goal. So if that means that Nikki Haley becomes the, the nominee and becomes president, as long as she pledges to give Ukraine money, they're okay with that. I, I, I really do believe that. I think the military-industrial complex is that is that powerful. I really believe that. I, I think that, you know, you say a lot of things about Dwight David Eisenhower, but he was not particularly a conspiracy nut. And yet, you know, at his farewell address, he warned everybody about a couple things. The big one, of course, is the military industrial complex. Also warned about the science tech industrial complex, which was a very prescient warning considering COVID. But anyway, the military industrial complex and the power they have, and that is why I've always said they wanted to stop Trump from winning in 2016. It's why they wanted to derail his presidency. And it's why they now would be would, would they be fine with Nikki Haley. If Nikki Haley becomes president, they're OK with it. But don't think for a second, though, that the Democrats are not going to try to hold on to power. They will. And, and, and they may say to themselves, we can't get rid of Biden. So as long as it's not Trump, we'll be fine and we'll see how this goes and we win either way. But they're still going to call Nikki Haley MAGA. They're still going to go after her as being anti-democracy. I mean, J.D. Pritzker saying that is 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 the point. Right? Democrats are, that's their playbook because it's all they have. If Joe Biden's on the ticket, all they have is to just scream about the end of democracy. And whether it's Trump or whether it's DeSantis or whether it's Haley or it's Doug Burgum, they're going to scream about the end of democracy. That's all they have because they can't run on Biden's record. That's the problem for them. If you don't have something to run on, you have to make people run in, in uh, away from something. If you can't have them run towards something, you have to run from something. Give it a, here's a great example, right? So the, the border's wide open. The border's a disaster, and everybody knows it. Corrine Jean-Pierre, the White House Fembot, with brand new programming. I think her software was updated last night, during the night. Um, going on about Governor Greg Abbott and the harm he's causing. Now, just the other day, that fat J.D. Pritzker came... Sorry. Crying. Be mature. Came out and said, it's Greg Abbott's fault, but he's sending all these illegal immigrants to Illinois. 
And he's tired of having to wait in line for Chicago hot dogs because they're all beating him up. And he's worried about not getting his fair share of Chicago hot dogs and pizza and whatever else that guy eats. It's slob. Anyway, uh, here's Kareem Jean-Pierre also going after Governor Greg Abbott in a delusional diatribe. Cut number one. And that's the problem, Weja, right? It's like it is unfortunate that you have a governor, Governor Abbott, that's watching this happen, right? That's watching uh, people be put in harm's way, law enforcement also be put into harm's way because it is it does make a situation dangerous for the border patrol agents and dangerous for the migrants obviously and allowing this to happen like that is actually a question for governor abbott he is he is he is doing these political stunts and it is causing harm it is not fixing the problem the border patrol agents are not allowed not able uh to uh to really uh you know move forward with enforcing our laws I mean, this is what a elected official is doing. And so I get the question to us. We are going to take legal. You know, we're ta- we have taken legal action. That is the process. That's the way that we have to move forward. OK, so um, Greg Abbott has said this is our area. If you cross it, we're going to arrest you. And he's putting law enforcement at harm because the Border Patrol will be arrested as well. I guess the question is, so if anybody gets arrested ever is their life at harm is that what it is is that what kareen jean pierre's argument is because you know the border patrol has an option they could they could not go into those areas because texas has designated those to be areas that are off limits to them but they're not going to do that because the government of the united states is going to claim the supremacy clause and do whatever the hell it wants to do you know that and i know that but what is texas supposed to do if if everybody is yelling at greg abbott because he's sending illegal immigrants to all their cities around the country, Greg Abbott says Texas does not have the resources for this. What is he supposed to do? If you cut down his barbed wire, if you won't let him put things in the river to keep people from uh, from crossing, what is the guy supposed to do? That's my question. Nothing. There's, I mean, he can't do anything. That's the problem. By the way, on a separate note, um, breastfeeding is racist. Hold that thought. I'm going to come back to that. But breastfeeding is racist. I just want you to know that. I will come back to that. That's what we call a tease in the radio business. I'm not going anywhere, but I just want you to know. Also, Hulk Hogan saved a life. It's a big day. And Henry, you should come back with I'm a Real American in honor of Hulk Hogan at some point today during the show. Okay. But he watched a car accident and he helped a teenage driver out of the wreck, according to a report from TMZ. His real name, of course, is Terry Jean Bolella. He was driving with his wife, Sky Daly, and a friend on a highway in Clearwater, Florida, when they saw the crash. Oh, Clearwater, home of the Phils. The former wrestler and his friend helped the 17-year-old teen get out of the car by popping the airbag and unbuckling her seatbelt. TMZ obtained photos from the crash, and they showed the teenager's car completely upside down. Hulk Hogan saved a life. Now, remember, Hulk Hogan has had some controversy in his life, But he got baptized in December at the Indian Rocks Baptist Church in Largo, Florida. And uh, he said, total surrender and dedication to Jesus is my greatest uh, day of my life. No worries, no hate, no judgment, only love. He said he previously accepted Jesus Christ as his savior when he was 14 years old. And he's since baptized. They had a little controversy, right? Wasn't there some controversy with Hulk Hogan a few years ago, if I remember correctly? Remember that? Wasn't there like a thing about a something happened with Hulk Hogan? This is where we need Greg Stocker. He's the resident Hulk Hogan expert. You, n- neither of you know? I've never watched You guys even know who Hulk Hogan wrestler. is, yeah. by the way? Not really. Yeah, brother. I've seen him that's in it. Rocky, and that's about it. Well, he did play, um, what was his name? Lover Lips or something? Thunder Lips. Thunder Lips, that's right. It was a leaked sex tape. That's what it was. Oh, he also made some racist remarks, it looks right. like. That's right, that's right. Uh, he's bald too, but there's yeah. also that video circulating on social media of him choking out a uh, sports commentator in the 80s. Did you see that? Yes, and yeah, he also I... ran for president. He did. He did. He ran for president in 1998, and by the way, he did better than Doug Burgum. <laughs> True story. No joke, brother. Maybe he'll be the Trump's VP pick. Um, I'm going to advise against that one just because <laughs> of the controversies that are could ensue from that. <laughs> Here is another clip for you uh, from today's wacky, wild uh, Washington nonsense here. After the United States um, of America got hit by the Houthis or Houthis, you say Houthis, I say Houthis, let's call the whole thing off. The United States of America is now going to put the Houthis back on the terrorist list. 
Top Biden spokesperson John Kirby says there's nothing to update on redesignating the Houthis as the foreign terror organization. Biden removed them from the list of, of foreign terror organizations back in 2021. They're backed by Iran. They've been taking a lot of shots at our ships, as you know. And uh, as a consequence of that, the United States of America has carried out some airstrikes against them. So now as people very, very nervous that this situation could escalate into something much bigger. Take a listen. Zeke, uh, no, nothing to update yet on the FTO uh, designation. Um, as I said earlier, we're still reviewing uh, that process. Or we're still in the process of reviewing it. No decisions made, so no updates for you. No updates, even though the United States of America now realizes that, like many of other things Biden has done, taking them off the terror list was probably a really stupid mistake. Um, but how, how bad this goes and how big this goes is hard to say. I, I will just tell you, though, that I think everybody's acutely aware of the fact that um, the Biden administration is a freaking disaster. And I think a lot of this has to do with the reason why Biden's poll numbers are so bad is because everywhere you look, there's problems, whether it's the border uh, or someplace else. Now, Senator Rand Paul came out and he took a shot at Nikki Haley. He said, Nikki Haley's more concerned with the border of Ukraine than our own southern border. He, of course, has launched his site, nevernikki.net. And he's taking, he's going after her big time. Vivek Ramaswamy is now officially out of the race. He dropped out last night. He's backing former President Donald Trump for the nomination. This is what he said last night after he lost uh, Iowa. Cut number eight. The first hard truth, and this one's hard for me. I gotta admit this. But we've looked at it every which way, and I think it is true that we did not achieve the surprise that we wanted to deliver tonight. And I think that that's just a hard fact that we're gonna have to accept as a campaign. And the question then is, what do we do that is right for our country? And so Porv and I, we, we actually didn't make this contingency plan before everybody told us to. We said, no, we're not doing that. But we talked about it tonight. We took a little bit of time in our apartment in Des Moines before coming here to make some hard choices. And I wanted to make a couple of announcements tonight to get the business out of the way. And then I want to tell you where we're going. As of this moment, we are going to suspend this presidential campaign. And this is going to have to be, there's no path for me to be the next president absent things that we don't want to see happen in this country. And I think that I am very worried for our country. I think we are skating on thin ice as a nation. We have done everything in our part to make and done, every one of us in this room has done our part to save this country. And I am so proud of every one of you who have lifted us up, but we're a campaign founded on the truth. And so that's why we've made that decision today. And I'm also making the decision that this has to be an America First candidate in that White House. As I've said since the beginning, there are two America First candidates in this race. And earlier tonight, I called Donald Trump to tell him that I Congratulate him on his victory, and now going forward, he will have my full endorsement for the presidency, and I think we're going to do the right thing for this country. Well, smart. It was very smart of him to do that because he had no pathway. Um, And look, I don't think Vivek and Ron DeSantis are in the same category because I think DeSantis, obviously, um, it, it was different. Vivek never really had a shot, but DeSantis does not have a shot now, and he needs to also back Trump. If he wants to have a, a future in 2028, that's what he needs to do. He just he needs to do this. Here's DeSantis' campaign manager yesterday. He was very upset um, because they 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 called it, you know, before people had even voted. He 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 overperformed in Iowa, and that and that's good for him, and that that gives him the ability, I think, for him to get out of the race, back Trump, and help defeat Nikki Haley and save his reputation and save his prospects. Because if he loses badly in New Hampshire. He loses badly in South Carolina, and he's out of the race anyway. But at that point, he's just going to look like a guy who's just lost a lot. And to go from where you get in the race, where everybody thinks you're the Trump killer, and then to 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 go to losing two primaries in a row to Nikki Haley, which is what the potential is looking like right now for him, I don't think you want to be in that place, man. I really don't. Cut five. 
Well, what happened tonight is appalling. The media calling the race for Donald Trump before votes have been cast. I personally spoke uh, in multiple precincts in front of hundreds of voters. And while I'm presenting and delivering the closing argument to Ron De- for Ron DeSantis and actually flipping voters, people start getting alerts on their phones saying the race is over before they've even won. Uh, one, one guy said, why, why do we even bother voting if it's already over? That is absurd. That challenges the very tenets of our Republican democracy, and that should not happen. Um, we still expect a good night. I know, you know it's going to take a while for votes to come in, uh, but you can't taint the process like that. Having a, a victory declared before people have even voted, before arguments have been heard, that's not right. Yes, there you go. 855-839-1210. It may not be right, but it is political reality. And now the question is, what are you going to do now? 855-839-1210. So listen, the um, uh, D.C. Circuit Court denied a, a uh, request by the special counsel, Jack Smith, to have access to Trump's Twitter record. Um, and a very, very um, big deal. Four judges on the D.C. Appellate Court delivered a scorching smackdown of special counsel Jack Smith. I will share that with you. Also, breastfeeding is racism. And uh, yes, it's true. Another story that I have for you today. There's a lot of it uh, that's coming out. A lot of uh, nonsense, um, uh, more woke stuff. But yeah, you know what? We'll we'll come back to the Rand Paul thing. I I, I do think it's a good idea. We'll we'll come back to that as well. Uh, and Toronto bans sledding on 45 hills and puts up warning signs. Did your kids go out sledding today? I know my wife's out with my kids right now sledding as we speak. Uh, it's a joy to do with children, is it not? And yet. There's many, many people out there scared to death of it because we don't like free-range kids. All that is straight ahead. Don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.